This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hegestilianos. As a teaching pastor for more than 35 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. This week's amazing five-part series, Humility's War Against Pride, will be a real eye-opener to the Christian listener who's able to grasp its powerful spiritual principles, especially for those who have ever had a problem with spiritual authority in their church or even their marriage. Light will finally shine on the real meaning of humility and the truth that submission is not a dirty word. There is a reason that God says, humble yourself in the sight of the Lord and He will lift you up and that God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. With understanding that submission doesn't imply subjection, humility's war is never won by charting our lives on other people's praises, but rather opening a pathway for God, not man, to give back into our lives. It's all part of God's heavenly checks and balances, making it impossible to walk in true obedience to God until you first learn to walk in true humility before God. Now, I'm going to share with you some information today that is strong information. And um, if you don't understand this in the proper light, it could be misleading and you could misunderstand and you could, you know, get offended. So I'm going to I'm going to preach it because I really feel it in my heart. And it, it flies on the heels of the last message two weeks ago about pride. Now, I was going to really come away from this thing, you know, you get bound, you get robbed. We've been taking that out of, out of Mark's Gospel, chapter 4, and you all know the verse by now. And uh, unless you bind the strong man first, you can't plunder the, the man's house. You have to bind him first, and then after he's bound, you can plunder his goods. And we, we really reduced all that to this one phrase that we've been hounding and, and really uh, bringing forth every week. And that phrase is, if you get bound, you're going to get robbed. If you get bound, you're going to get robbed. And um, I've, just, I've been having a great time because I've just been studying it, and I just see all the different areas that are, are there, avenues and areas by which we as Christians could end up getting bound. And I don't want to get robbed. How many of you don't want to get robbed? I don't want the devil coming in and carting away my things. I'm very, very happy and excited that God has blessed me, and I want to keep everything that God has given me. How about you? Are you interested in that? So the last time we talked about the issue of pride, so I'm just going to do a little bit of review, and then I'm going to just go in a little bit of a different direction on the issue of pride. But um, we talked about things like this. Let me just get back to the beginning of my notes that uh, pride is the sin of Satan. Everybody remember that? All right. Pride is the sin of all sins. You can look at any sin and it all goes back to a primary root called pride. And uh, Satan said this of himself in Isaiah 14, 12 through 14. He says, I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. We have to be very careful when we get very eye oriented. Um, it's not about me. I am not the master of my own world and I'm not the little king of my own little castle. Uh, there's a bigger, broader world out there. And, and really there's a higher, a higher level 
that I need to become aware of, a higher level of, uh, uh, and that is God and his authority and his power in this earth and over my life. And I have to realize that I'm not the master totally of my own destiny. Um, we also pointed out the word pride, P-R-I-D-E, uh, puts I in the middle of itself. So even the word pride has I right in the middle, P-R-I-D-E. I is in the middle. So one of the ways you can identify whether you're in pride or not, it's, um, you know, is it all about you? Because if it's all about you, then you have been ensnared by pride because pride, I is always in the middle of pride. All right. And we, we talked about some definitions, excessive preoccupation with self, the attitude of wanting to elevate oneself above another, excessive desire to satisfy, satisfy self, lack of reliance on God. Um, we talked about, I had some Bible examples of pride, but we're not going to get into that today. And we, we mentioned what will pride do to you? Well, Proverbs 11, the living Bible says, proud men end in shame. I don't know about you, but I didn't get to this point in my life to end in shame. So I've got to fight pride. We all have to fight pride. doesn't matter how humble you think you are or how pious you think you are. We all deal with the issue of pride. Can somebody give me a witness on that? Every one of us. Why? Well, because we live in this world. The devil is the author, you know, of, of confusion and, and pride and all this stuff. And he's always trying to get that into our lives. And I'm trying to get somewhere, so just bear with me. Proverbs 13.10. Pride leads to arguments. All right, that's another thing that pride will do. And we gave you some quotes, and we're not going to get into that. But a, uh, a man's pride will bring him low. What will pride do? Bring you low. 1 Timothy 3.6, it says, not being puffed up with pride, lest he fall into the same condemnation of the devil. Paul exhorting and warning uh, Timothy about raising up a novice, someone who wasn't yet proven or tested. Be careful that you don't raise up people within your church to leadership positions um, because there's a possibility that they're not ready. And because they're not ready, the devil will jump on them and puff them up with pride and they'll fall into the same condemnation as the devil. So he warns us about pride in, um, in that respect as well. And um, we said, I mentioned these things, how to get free from pride. Well, number one, think, think of yourself soberly or think soberly of yourself. It's another way to say it. Romans 12, 3 um, for I say, though the grace given to me to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but think soberly as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. Constantly, number two, constantly evaluate your motives. Psalm 139.23, search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxieties. Now bear with me because I have different notes that I was supposed to preach from today. But God just gave me this last night, like I said, so I'm, I'm just hooking up with the Holy Ghost right now. I'm just going to preach out of the depths of my, of my heart and my soul because I believe this will help you and um, just to just see some things here. Number three was declare that God is your sole source and supply. And we gave you Acts 17, 28, for in him we live and move and have our being. And there are many scriptures, but that was just one that I, I happen to like. Um, number four, declare you are a God-made man and not self-made. 1 Corinthians 15, 10, by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace toward me was not in vain, but I labored more abundantly than all of you. Yet I, not yet not I, but the grace of God, which was with me. So declare that you're not a self-made man, but a God-made man. Number five was repent from pride and humble yourself. James 4, 10, humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord and he will lift you up. 
and 1 Peter 5, 6, therefore humble, your, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. And number six was to avoid the sin of pride is simply to think of others, to respect the claim of others, and to begin to look outward instead of inward. And three words are three simple ways of saying that is serve others, respect others, and help others. And that will help you to stay out of pride. Now, um, we talked about the blessings that come to the humble because what is the opposite of pride? Humility. humility. So God has a lot to say about humility and the blessings that follow and come with humility. And I'll uh, just throw a few out because I think they're so good. It says in Psalm 147.6, the Lord lifts up the humble. You see, a lot of times when, when we're humbling ourselves, we feel like we're you know, being taken advantage of. But you see, God says he's going to lift up the humble. So it, it pays to be humble, even when it looks like someone's getting it over on us. It, it pays to just be quiet and be humble and be God-focused and watch and see what God's going to do in your life. All right. And then um, Psalm 149, 4 says, for the Lord takes pleasure in his people. He will beautify the humble with salvation. Proverbs 3.34, surely he scorns the scornful, but gives grace to the humble. These are the blessings. These are only a few. I had a bunch of them. Uh, Proverbs 11.2 says, but when pride comes, then comes shame, but with the humble is wisdom. Think of, look, at the, look at all these wonderful blessings that come because we have purpose to be humble and to serve God with humility. Now, God has built something in his word for you and for me, that is there for the purpose of helping us to stay away from pride and to stay absolutely humble in his presence. There is a teaching in God's word that is so profound and so deep, but unfortunately this particular teaching does not fit the present day in society that we live. And more people fight this principle, and by fighting it, really have gotten themselves more prideful than they want to admit. And this principle is one, if it's misunderstood, could really be very damaging to you as an individual or to the body of Christ. But properly understood, this principle working the way that God designed this principle to work in the church, because it has to work in the church, working this principle the way God designed this principle to work would reveal to us some awesome, awesome principle that would cause us such great peace and joy and prosperity in our lives that it would really rack our brains. But the society that we live in fights this principle so hard. Just the word I'm going to mention in just a moment is going to make some of you cringe in your seats. You wouldn't think that there were words in the Bible that would make people cringe. Every time I do a wedding, I get people cringe when I get to one portion of my wedding vows in the Bible. And I can feel it in the spirit, even though I've reviewed it with people before I've done it. I've reviewed it, in the, it with, with them. And when we get to that section of my wedding ceremony, I can feel it. it's like everybody just tenses up because I believe that this principle is so much God 
And when something is so much God, the devil works double time to try to destroy the truth and the, 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 the reality of this principle and the proper use of the principles. The enemy always comes to destroy and try to destroy and rob from men's hearts and rob from men's life the beauty and the, the awesomeness of God's principles. So what happens is that when this word is released, when this word, I would, I would imagine a lot of us read through our Bibles, we read through our Bibles and when we see this word, we don't understand it, we cringe or we jump over it because people do that all the time, you know. We jump over the verses that we don't want to deal with, somehow hoping they're going to go away or hoping that someone's going to come up with a better interpretation that tells me something that it is not saying. Forget it. It ain't going to happen because God's word is pure and God's word is truth and God's word is reality and God's word is his word and you can't, I can't, no one can alter it. Let's study it and let's realize, let's come to the realization of what it is saying, the reality, the truth of the verse. And let's not stray away from the hard verses in the Bible. But this word, when uttered, causes people to shudder. Everybody's looking at me. Some of you already know it. I saw you whisper, you turn over to somebody. Jumping ahead of the preacher. This word is a tough word, but I think in the way that I want to present it today will help you to understand, and this will keep you, because this is the way God designed the system to keep you and to keep me and to keep us away from pride because God, God opposes the prideful. God can't stand pride because pride is what brought trouble in the peace and the joy of heaven. Hold it. And pride is what's still bringing trouble in God's kingdom today. Most churches split up and most churches have trouble because of pride. Somewhere when you get down to the primary root of it, pride is the reason for the problem. Now this is mature stuff. But I believe I've got a mature group of people here because I want the truth of God's word and I want to be set free. I don't know about you. I don't want to get bound and I don't want to get robbed. Somebody give me a better amen than that. Now, the word that I want to bring to you is this word. Ready? Everybody take a deep breath. (gasps) Hold on to your seat. Don't freak out on me. Submission. (laughs) Woo! I could already see some people going, I shouldn't have come to church today. Well, how many of you believe the whole word of God? I mean, you, you have a choice. You can pick and choose. Listen, when you go to the restaurant, there, there's a whole menu, right? There's appetizers, there's soup, there's salad, there's main course. There's a second course. You know, if you go to a fancy restaurant, you can get the, the second thing. And, and, then, and then at the end is the desserts. As a matter of fact, the desserts aren't on the same menu as the food. Desserts come on a special menu. But it's interesting to me how many Christians don't know that there is a menu with food on it. All they want is the dessert menu. All right, come on, you listen, we're all prone to this. I go to the restaurant, I look at dessert menu. I, I want to skip the food and go to the dessert. I don't know about you, man. When they talk about chocolate decadence cake. <laughs> Double chocolate mousse upside down, flipped with whipped cream. Give me the cake, forget the string beans and the broccoli. <laughs> Let's eat the dessert first and then we'll talk about the food. No, man, that, that's not how you stay healthy. And it's the same way in the body of Christ. We can't just eat the dessert 
You know, look, it's good to have some dessert. We can't just eat the dessert and forget about all the meats and the potatoes and the vegetables and the salad. We need a balanced diet. How many of you are in agreement with me? We wonder why the body of Christ is so sick and weakly and destroyed and there's inward fighting and, and, and you know, what's, what, what's happening in the body of Christ today? Because we have, there's no strength. There's no meat. We need meat. You need meat. You need meat. That's what Paul said. He said, you know, you've been feeding on the milk. You know, you, you, you should be on the meat, but I still have to give you milk because you're not ready for the meat. But I believe we're ready for the meat. How many of you are ready for the meat? Come on. This word submission is not a bad word. It's a very, very powerful word. And God designed this word submission to keep us from the grips of pride in our life. Now, I found in the Bible, and I just did this read. Well, let, let, me, let, me give you, let me give you the, the, let me give you this. There are two words that I want you to write down, submission and subjection. Two very different words, but people get these two words mixed up. Submission is this. Submission is to yield to the authority of another. Write that down. Submission is to yield to the authority of another. Subjection, is everybody ready? Is to yield to the control of another. God doesn't ask you to subject yourself. He asks you to submit yourself. The only control we're under is the control of God and the Holy Spirit and Jesus Christ. Is that understood? So, so you see, we can't mix these two words up. Submission is to yield to the authority of another, not the control of another. Now, unfortunately, I want to just, I want to touch on this and I'm just going by the Holy Ghost this morning. So you just pray for me in your seat and help me because, because we'll get through this. I know there are a lot of folks sitting here and I know some of you personally, we've talked and we've had time together in my office. I know you've come from churches or ministries where ministers went sour and ministers, you know, did some things and, and they started to put control on you and, uh, you know, they almost wrecked your life, but praise God that God got you out of that mess and got you out of that situation. But I want to say this to you and to everybody who's here, just because you had a bad experience somewhere doesn't mean you throw the baby out with the bathwater. God's word is still truth. So we have to study the truth in order to, to come to, you know, come to the balance in this subject. Because submission is an awesome word. It's the checks and balances that God has put in the body of Christ so that we would all just stay on course and nobody would elevate oneself over another or anybody get into pride and get into the sin of Satan. So submission is a very, very powerful word. And uh, so submission is to yield to the authority of another. Subjection is to yield to the control. When authority tries to control you, they are no longer asking you to submit to them. They're asking you to subject yourself to them. Big difference. You as a Christian are not called to subject yourself to anyone, but to Jesus Christ, God, the father and the Holy ghost. Is everybody with me? But God has set up what I found in the Bible were six levels of submission in our life that we need to have operative and operating in our lives in order for us to stay away from the sin of pride. And here they go. Can I give them to you one at a time? Number one, I want you to open to James chapter four. We'll go through these quickly. James chapter four. You're going to have to bear with me because i got to get there myself. I don't have my little ribbons in place. But James chapter 4, number 1. 
and we want to go to verse 7. Everybody there, give me an amen. I want you to look at it. That's why I'm going to take time. I'm teaching today, so I want everyone to take time to go to these verses and get them in your spirit. Everybody say this way. Look, submission is not a bad word. James chapter 4 and verse 7, therefore, submit to God. We like to go over to this, the second part of it. It says, resist the devil and he will flee from you. But you see, before you can have authority over the devil, you have to have a submitted life. Wait, let me come over here and say it. Before you can have authority over the devil, you have to have a submitted life. And I'm going to teach you something here this morning that God does not only require you to submit to him. God does not only require you to submit to himself, but there are six levels, six areas, him being the first one. And this is the problem we have in the body of Christ. So often we all say we're submitted to God. I'm submitted to God. Therefore, I don't need to be submitted to anybody else. And you see you're in violation of the word of God. We wonder why we have the sin of pride operating in the, in the church of Jesus Christ. Because we have people thinking that the only submission that you need in your life is to submit to God. And that is not the truth. If it were, were, not, if it were the truth, God would have ended the word submission in relation to himself right here. And that would have been the end of it. But he didn't. He carried it on to five other levels of submission in your life in order to fight off the sin of pride that wants to operate in your life. Is everybody with me? You thought you were going to get a real Yahoo minute. So number one, you have to be submitted to God. So it's not good enough to just say, okay, I'm submitted to God. Now I'm going to do whatever I want to do. I'm, now I'm going to do whatever I want to do. It goes back to I again. For some, some, you know, it is a very safe thing to say that I am just submitted to God because then there is no other test in my life as to whether this is really God leading me or God speaking or I just become the center of my own universe again and I say, well, it's just me and God. Now, please understand that your ultimate Every other level of submission has to flow from submission to God. If you don't have submission to God, then every other level is not going to work because you have to be submitted to God. Everybody is submitted to God. Everyone needs to be submitted. As a matter of fact, I wouldn't follow someone who wasn't submitted to God. You have to be sure that everybody is submitted somewhere. So number one submission is to God, James 4, 7. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Second level of submission. Let's go over to Hebrews. And these are the levels that God has set up again to keep you from pride in your life and from making a mistake. Hebrews chapter 13. So first submission is to God. Number two submission is Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 17 I'll give everybody a chance to get there. I hear pages rattling. And Paul uh, writing here says, Obey those who rule over you and be submissive. Be what? Submissive. Yield to their authority. What does submission mean? Yield to their authority. So first of all, if you're going to be able to submit to a spiritual leader like your pastor or elders or whatever it be, then you're going to have to, first of all, understand that they 
have some sort of spiritual authority over you. Tune in tomorrow afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray. If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry. Just mail your request with your check to More Than Conquerors or MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Be sure to include the date of the message you're requesting. If ordering a complete Bible study series, a minimum love offering of $20 is appreciated. Identify the series and include the word series in your order. If you missed any of the hundreds of inspiring, life-changing Bible study messages of encouragement taught by Pastor Ray on this More Than Conquerors radio station, such as those on salvation, healing, miracles, faith, forgiveness, and many more, podcast downloads of all these programs are yours free of charge by simply going to PastorRayNY.com or WMCA.com and clicking on Podcasts. That's podcasts at either PastorRayNY.com ny.com or wmca.com thank you for listening to and supporting this ministry of god-centered lessons of integrity and victory from the word of god and being ever mindful that as life's challenges come god's word is truth and will always impact our lives in a positive way in making us more than conquerors